Hello and welcome to Digital Insights, featuring topics from the BoagWorld.com blog. My name's Paul Boag, and on this podcast, I offer advice on user experience and digital transformation. But today, I want to share with you some of the lessons I've learned from running a web design business. Because growing a web design business isn't easy, even if you produce outstanding work. In this podcast, I want to share with you 10 lessons that I've learned over the last 13 years of running an agency, and then three years of going solo and mentoring dozens of other business owners. One of the favorite parts of my job is mentoring other web design business owners, but I do get frustrated sometimes. I get frustrated because I see people making the same painful mistakes time and again, mistakes I wish I could have spared them from sooner. It's completely understandable, of course. After all, nobody teaches us how to run a web design business and there's only limited support available. Most of us, myself included, learnt through trial and error. So in the next few minutes, I want to share with you some of the more common mistakes that I encounter and the advice I find myself giving time and again to the same clients. The first one is that successful web design business owners know what they want. We begin really with the most fundamental question of all when you're running your own web design business, which is, why are you running it? Put another way, why don't you just work for somebody else? Everybody starts a web design business for different reasons. Some people want to spend time with their families. Others like the idea of building a thriving business. And there's obviously no wrong or right answer. But it is essential to be clear about what your underlying motivation is. It's easy to lose sight of what motivates us when we're caught up in the day-to-day work. And before you know it, you're miserable. For example, in an attempt to bring in enough work, you end up working evenings and weekends, despite the fact you were aiming to spend more time with the family. In such circumstances, you might be better off just getting a job. Also, be careful that you're honest with yourself about what your motivation is. If you're not, you're going to end up going down the wrong path with your business. So, for example, it's easy to think that your motivation is to grow a large agency when maybe, if you're honest with yourself, it's to earn more money. We can believe that one thing will naturally lead to the other, but that's not always the case. I make far more as an independent consultant than I ever did running an agency. Talking of money, if you want to run a web design business, you'll need to have a clear understanding of your finances. It's not enough just to hire an accountant. You will at least need to know what your costs are and what your cash flow position is like and what your minimal charge out rate should be. You will need to be comfortable with terms like operating profit, um, having money set aside for the tax man and knowing your way around a profit and loss report. You'll also need a cash buffer behind you for when things go wrong. All of this may sound scary, but it's not that bad. There are some great apps out there that make all this stuff incredibly accessible. I personally use FreeAgent, but there's no shortage of alternatives. The next piece of advice I can offer is to invest in your staff, and that includes you. The most valuable thing that any web design business has is its people, and it's therefore crucial that you support them and yourself adequately. Spend time and money ensuring that your skills are up to scratch and give your staff a training budget uh, and set aside ample time for them to learn. Also, look after their well-being too. Don't push employees or yourself too hard. When you first set up a business, it's easy to justify pouring in hours working weekends and evenings. After all, you need to work hard to build a solid foundation for your business and that's fine. 
But you can't live like that for the long term. And it's easy for us uh, that startup mode mentality to become the new normal. Before long, you find yourself working way harder than you ever did for someone else and you're left wondering why you ever quit. You also set a bad example for staff that way. If you come in early and leave late, your team is going to feel obligated to do the same and that inevitably leads to a decline in quality and a reduction in efficiency. The result is a culture that uses up people and eventually just spits them out and they eventually give up and get a job elsewhere. Instead, you should be seeking to build a sustainable culture centered around working smarter and not longer. A culture where improving skills is crucial as developing quality solutions for clients. One of the most common mistakes I observe is business owners underestimating the breadth of skills that you need to run a successful company. They know that they need to be able to build quality websites and they think that doing that is going to be enough to be successful. Of course, in reality, there are many other skills that are required, not least the ability to sell and market yourself. In my experience, at least, the ability to market your business is what ensures long-term success. I should say at this point that I'm not necessarily talking about traditional marketing channels either. In fact, I've never really observed much success from techniques such as pay-per-click or cold calling. Instead, it could be anything from running a successful blog to regularly attending networking events, that kind of thing. There's no magic formula to marketing your business because every business owner is different. Some hate public speaking, some find blogging hard work, and others find the whole idea of marketing vaguely repugnant. But every business needs to do something and it needs to do it regularly. The problem is that most business owners only put effort into marketing their services when things are going badly. But marketing takes time to have an impact and so it can often be too little too late. Instead, we need to set aside regular time to market our services in whatever way is right for you. Time that you dedicate no matter how busy things get. Otherwise, before you know it, work is going to start to dry up. Many web design businesses are only, to be honest, a few weeks from closing up shop. That's in part because they aren't in control of their finances and have no buffer behind them. But it's also partly because the company lacks reoccurring revenue, so it can't see that far ahead into its future. Of course, saying that a business needs reoccurring revenue is easy. Making it happen, well, that's much more difficult. One area that I've seen a lot of success in are companies where they've taken on the active management of websites. Clients are increasingly coming to realise that they cannot create a site and then abandon it. That in truth they need to actively manage and optimise their site and evolve it over time. But they rarely have the internal capability or skill set to do that. They often can't justify hiring a full-time person for that role either. Instead of hiring internally, a growing number of companies are purchasing dedicated hours from web design businesses to ensure their site is actively managed. Under this arrangement, a member of the web design business will work on the client's site for an agreed number of hours per week. In that time, they will proactively monitor and iterate the site to improve its effectiveness as well as obviously making changes requested by the client. Of course, this approach has considerable advantages for the web design business too, as it lowers the cost to sell. No marketing activity is required to attract that kind of work and neither does it require a pitch or a proposal. Of course, this is not just true of reoccurring revenue, it's also true of repeat business, which is why it's such an important thing to encourage. 
Repeat business from existing clients should become the lifeblood of your business. If you find you're always seeking new clients, then you're doing something wrong. You should be working with the same clients for many years in many cases. Many web design business owners think that encouraging repeat business is down to producing quality work, but that's not the whole story. Of course, the quality of your work is a huge component, but the experience is probably more important in the long run. Clients are not just buying a website from you, they're purchasing a service. If you're going to win repeat work from them, then they've had to enjoy the whole experience of working with you. And that means we need to get better at communicating often and regularly with our clients. We need to improve our soft skills and involve the client more in our projects. In some cases, we also need to adjust our attitudes and stop seeing the client as an inconvenience to producing great work. However, probably most of all, we need to get to know our clients. We need to make them feel liked and appreciated. We need to make them feel special. Of course, offering an outstanding client experience is not easy if budgets are tight and so often they seem to be. I work with many web design businesses who have found budgets continually shrinking over recent years. Clients have come to expect more and more and they want it for less and less. The result is that they are forced to cut corners to remain competitive. They find themselves in this position because they started competing on price. Freelancers working out their parents' garage are routinely undercutting them, and so they've had to lower their price to compete. But, in my opinion at least, that's a mistake. The days where people will hire you for your technical ability are on the decline. There's always someone who can do it cheaper, either at home or abroad. And there's also a growing number of tools like Squarespace or Wix that means that even that is not necessary. The future for us as web design businesses is not in our ability to cheaply build websites. It's in our knowledge and expertise of how to make those sites successful. The result is that if you're operating at the bottom end of the market, it's time to push upwards to begin to target higher value clients that need a level of expertise that they're not going to receive from cheaper sources. And to do that, you're going to need to specialise. If high value clients hire you for your expertise and knowledge as much as your ability to build websites, then we will need to build up sufficiently attractive skills for which they're willing to pay that premium. That means specialising, because you're not going to be able to have a deep enough knowledge in enough areas to offer real value as a generalist. Now, there are two possible ways of specialising. You can either focus on a specific set of deliverables or in working for a particular sector. If you specialise in what you deliver, you might, for example, want to focus on mobile e-commerce solutions or intranets. But it's not enough just to concentrate on something like WordPress sites or similar. There are hundreds of thousands of others who can claim to do the same. You need to be more specialised than that. The other option is to specialise in a small number of sectors. Every sector has its unique challenges, approaches and jargon. And if you really get to know the industry well, clients will favour you because they know you've got a proven track record of delivering similar websites. Specialising has another advantage too. It focuses your limited marketing efforts. You can only put so much time and energy into your marketing, so it makes sense to focus those efforts on a small group of people. That way you've got a much better chance of reaching them. But don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying you should turn away other work when you specialise. I'm just saying you should focus 
on what you become an expert in and how you market your business. After all, when things are terrible, beggars can't be choosers and you'll take any work that comes along. Another big problem I encounter is that many companies I mentor have razor thin margins. They don't seem to be making any money off the projects that they run. Now, part of the problem is they're undercharging for their services, but that's not the whole story. They're also working incredibly inefficiently. One of the biggest mistakes I see companies making is that they regularly are jumping on whatever new thing comes along. Every project is like reinventing the wheel because they want to try out some new framework, content management system or technique. Now, although I understand that the web evolves and that we need to change with it, from a business perspective, that kind of sucks because it erodes margins as we struggle to implement and learn the new. There is a balance to be struck. Where possible, we need to settle on an approach and stick to it, only reviewing every couple of years or so. We should also be reusing code, design assets and other techniques on every project as that's going to save us hours of development time. But we shouldn't stop there. We often find that there are significant efficiency savings to be made in how we organise ourselves, from how we manage files all the way to how we spend our time. There are so many things that we can do to improve the way we work if only we step back and take stock. Finally, I want to encourage you to find support. Running a web design business isn't easy. It can feel isolating and all-encompassing. You can feel like you're making it up as you go along with no idea of whether your approach is the right way. Find other people in a similar situation. Now, that doesn't mean hiring a mentor like me, although I'd be delighted if you did. It could be finding time to attend local community events or join a Slack channel like the one we have at Boag World. Whatever the case, you need to be able to bounce ideas around with other people outside the company. Without that, it's so easy to fall into a rut where, which will ultimately drive your business into the ground.